Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the people who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to be celebrating someone here in just a second. And then in the second half of the show, we'll have Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune and talk about that amazing game. The Saints put it all together. It's great to see it happen. Hopefully they can carry that sort of energy and enthusiasm going forward. Got something I want to share with you first, a couple of quick quotes. Uh, This one, this is a good one, actually. Listen to this. The best way to make a dream come true is to wake up. Listen, think about that. The best way to make a dream come true is to wake up. That was Dame Anna Wintour who, who said that. And if you don't know who Anna Wintour is, she was actually a co-worker of mine in my pro- pre- previous life. Um, she worked for Advanced Condé Nast. Uh, she was a, a British journalist who was actually uh, stationed in, in New York City. And uh, she has responsibilities for that, but she also has responsibilities for global content for, advan- for Condé Nast. And she's had that responsibility since uh, 2012. But uh, I finished my career at Advanced Condé Nast as a regional president. And it was always surreal for me to go to One World uh, Trade, the the new One uh, World Trade Center, for meetings, looking out over the previous footprint of the World Trade Center. And as you go up the elevator, you, you, you you see all these great magazines that have worldwide distribution. It's just incredible. But it's a great company to work for. And have fond memories, and man, I have incredible honor for the Newhouse family that I had the opportunity, the, the real honor to work for. Uh, we, we still stay in touch today. Um, okay, real quick, here's another one I want to share with you. Here, and these are these are a spattering. I don't know who said it, but you'll 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 be able to relate to them. First one is this: learn to show cheerfulness even when you don't like it. <laughs> Remember that overnight success usually takes about 15 years. I love that one. Uh, overnight success takes 15 years. Uh, leave everything better than you found it. Remember that winners do what losers don't want to do. You arrive at your job in the morning. Let the first thing you you, you say brighten everyone's day. I love that one. You know, a lot of people are not focused on that, unfortunately. Don't rain on other people's parades. I have something else I want to say about that. Never waste the opportunity to tell someone you love them. We forget some of these basics in life, but I put this uh, on my on my Koshu Facebook page when I read the one about raining on someone's parade, and I said that social media enables uh, some to rain on other people's parades. You know, accomplishments come in so many different forms, and, and you never know the struggles that someone is going through and how important their parade is for them. So, you know... Suck up your pride if you're if you have a tendency to rain on others' uh, uh, parades and be proud of them. Be kind to them. Um, now let's shift gears. I am so pleased to have the former former CEO for the Gulf Coast Business Council. He recently celebrated his last day, and um, he's going to be moving into the uh, entrepreneur community. I'm so pl- pleased to have him back on Coast View. But let me welcome Ashley Edwards. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Ricky, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. 
actually lives near me on the water, so we both get to see with some others of our friends who have the blessing of living on Back Bay, the beautiful sunsets and uh, and sunrises. But boy, the sunrises more recently have been unbelievable, haven't they, Ashley? They've been absolutely beautiful. You know, these fall sunrises and this sort of changing of the seasons that occurs. It's a it's an amazing time. You can. You can almost set your watch uh, by the uh, by the sunrises and sunsets, and the different shades they have over the water. It's uh, you know, we live in paradise, don't we, Ricky? We really do. All of us, everybody in coastal Mississippi lives in par- paradise. And uh, whether we live on the water or position ourselves to be in a place that gives us the chance to appreciate the incredible sunrises and sunsets, some of the best in the world. Um, you know, we're we're all blessed. That that's for sure. But when you posted when you posted recently that you you know you were sort of uh, looking back on your time at the business council lots of people have commented but here's what i posted i want to share this with the world um it was a world-class morning to celebrate your incredible leadership as i have said many times on my show you will be more valuable to our community as a private sector leader uh, it was time to transition to your potential as an entrepreneur you deserve to have private sector success and i'm really looking forward to seeing that incidentally as you go forward You made many contributions dating back to your monumental work after Hurricane Katrina. I I could have added the oil spill and other important moments in Mississippi's history. You did well, my friend. Time now to shift gears and enable your excellent mind and sense of things in coastal Mississippi uh, to help a growing number of leaders fight the status quo, complacency, complacency, and the need for leadership that has a sense of urgency to position our region to compete with those regions across the country who pray for our complacency. We, what you and I have, uh, have observed about those who work to protect the status quo emboldens us to raise the bar even high, higher and even push harder. And then I put a little note in there that I thought was a nice dig to them, those who, who protect the status quo. They know who they are. Some may be reading this now. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Anyway, you know, it's been great to be on this journey with you. And we, we go back a long, long, long way. Uh, from our days after Katrina, getting to know each other, but but the reality is, we're going to continue to work together because our hopes and dreams for Coastal Mississippi don't get diminished <laughs> because you left the business council. I think they're just going to get ignited more. But anyway, thank you for your leadership, my friend. Well, thank you so much, Ricky. That is incredibly kind of you. I can't tell you how much it means to me and how much your friendship has meant to me and. Uh, you know, this the, the time that you've given me on this incredible platform that you have to to really speak a lot of truth about what's going on on the coast and to get people aware and engaged in the change that's occurring. Uh, I've appreciated every minute of it. You just can't know how much it means to me. Well, I appreciate it, my friend, and you deserve it. You know, I got, I mean, I was raised here and, uh, you know, working for the newspaper for 27 years and then having the opportunity to be the publisher one of the things that someone, again, I said this on the show the other day, but someone once said, you know, what's the one quality that you brought with you into your career that helped you be successful to the extent that I had success in my career? <clears throat> and what, the, the, what I said was independence, gross independence. <clears throat> I, I always wanted to be my own boss, that's for sure. You know, I, don't, I didn't like people looking over my shoulder. And I was fortunate to be CEOs of companies with boards that really gave me incredible attitude. They trusted me. They, they really did trust me with the company and, the, and to be sure that I was going to, they, they, they were, they were sure 
that I was going to make thoughtful decisions editorially about how we address you know, the issues in the community. But I was grossly independent. So that meant then that I was willing to say sometimes what other people weren't willing to hear. You know, I mean, and, you know, look, people who live in coastal Mississippi and people who are listening to this show now, uh, you know, one of the great things about us is that we're we're kind, good people. We care about each other. What comes with that, though, when you're talking about change and moving a, a region forward is that sometimes we don't want to we, – we, we have a hard time hearing the truth, you right. know, hearing the truth. And, and the truth sometimes is very good, and sometimes it refers to a challenge, but we don't like conflict. That's the bottom line. We don't like conflict. So we will st- we will stay with the status quo if that means we get to st- we get to steer away from conflict. I've never pushed away from conflict, but people who know who listen to the show what they know of me as well is that I don't try to pick a bunch of fights. The fights that I pick are important ones, but I don't pick a bunch. I usually am very positive about what I'm doing. And you know what I what I love about your mind is that you're not someone who goes out picking a bunch of fights either. You you, you the ones that you and the business council chose to fight were important fights. The business council, the 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 board and executive committee of the business council, you had one hundred percent unanimous support for every single thing you guys did. That's saying something about your leadership, Ashley. That is for sure. But I think going forward, you may even be able to be more honest about your thoughts and feelings. And you don't necessarily have to look to a board now. And uh, But that doesn't mean that you're going to be unmoderated. I mean, you're still going to be thoughtful about how you do it, just like just like I am on this show. But, but, it, but it is going to be an interesting transition for you, isn't it? Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, look, in many ways, we're all going through a transition here. And I always just really believed in the fact that you can't be a disciple to an ideology or to a certain group of people. You've got to be a disciple to reality and to pragmatism. And, you know, I was I was reading an article yesterday or a couple days ago um, about the change that's coming in computing technology. And I want I'll share with you just some of the facts that they mentioned there. But, you know, in 2015, there were. 15 billion connected devices worldwide, connected to the internet, connected to the worldwide uh, sharing of information and knowledge and uh, innovating, you know, innovation. 15 billion. By 2020, there were 50 billion. And by 2030, there will be 500 billion connected devices with a hundred and with a hundred trillion connected sensors on those devices. So you think about the incredible technological change that's coming to our world. Uh, we've got to be ready for that. And when people are not looking at that, they're not they're 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 unfortunately not looking in the right direction. We'll be ready for that. We 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 have lots of opportunities in front of us to be ready for that, but we got to have a great leadership to do it. When we come back, we'll actually pick up from right there because I think that's incredibly important to the future of coast of Mississippi and, and our state for that matter. We'll see you after this break with Ashley Edwards. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Ashley Edwards, the former CEO of the Business Council. He he uh, he just completed a multi-month uh, transition out. Uh, Jamie Miller, incidentally, took that position. Jamie and I worked together after Katrina. He actually worked with me when I led the oil recovery planning efforts for the governor of Alabama. Uh, he comes from the MDA and now is the CEO of the Business Council. I think he'll be actually be on the show uh, next week, and we'll visit with him and get to know his background and all that. But when we went to break, we were just talking about the growth and and connectivity around the world. I mean, to imagine it will go from 15, you said billion, is that, is that 15, billion. 15 billion connected devices, but, but, you know, in a very short period of time to 100 million or more, actually, before it's all said and done. That's 20, 500 billion devices with 100 and tr- trillion connected sensors. Is that it's, unbelievable? I mean, think, unbelievable. just listen, I was on, I was on, um, um, Gerard's show talking about Elon Musk. I've fought, fought, followed him incredibly closely, as you can imagine. And, you know, there are 500 million tweets a day, dude. 500 million, 200 billion a year. <clears throat> you don't think Elon Musk doesn't know what you just said? Or, and we won't even get into this, the where Web3 is headed and what and, and the opportunity for Twitter within the confines of, of Web3, what those opportunities might be. My God, dude, this is this is this is a big deal. I had Tony Jeff on the on the show in the last couple of days. Well, actually it was yesterday. I had Tony Jeff on the on the show. And we talked about uh, the technology entrepreneur efforts in this state, the, the building of a technology uh, ecosystem in the state, the opportunities in coastal Mississippi. When you combine that with the conversations you and I have had about the new economy and building the kind of places that people want to actually live, so they can, they if they can live anywhere, we want them to choose here for lots of reasons. But you know, you just think about. You know, Stennis and what's happening there and, and Ingalls and what's happening there and all these side companies. Man, dude, the opportunity for Coastal Mississippi is enormous. It's, it's absolutely enormous. And we're about to undergo the most explosive and transformational period of time in human history. And it's going to happen very quickly. You know, I think about my great grandmother who was born in 1899 and lived to the year 2000. And you think about when she was born... <laughs> Uh, no one had ever flown in an, an airplane. No one had ever driven an automobile. No one had ever, you know, spoke on a telephone. I mean, all the things that the world was when she was an infant. By her 70th birthday, men had flown spacecraft to the moon and landed on it. Uh, by the time she died, she had seen the, the rise of the Internet uh, and a new global economy that would have been unimaginable to the people of her day. And you think about that 100-year period of time and how much humanity changed. We're about to see exponential that amount of change in a 30- or 40-year period of time from today. And so, you know, that's what—that's kind of the, the ball you've got to keep your eye on as it relates to public policy and leadership in coastal Mississippi. You know, because the truth of the matter is, and I think this is so key to the conversation— the change that is coming in our world is not going to ask for our consent. It's going to happen with or without us. You know, the, the market is not going to stand back and say, you know, we're about to evolve in another industrial revolution, the likes of which we've never seen. But we want to make sure that the Mississippi Gulf Coast legislative delegation is OK with it. You know, that's not going to happen. And so 
there, there's just so much nonsense that we fill our time with down here on the coast, fighting the fights of the past, running an economic playbook uh, that's, you know, three decades old at this point and is not focused on what the realities of the new economy. You know, I told I spoke to a group of the Coast Young Professionals this week, and one of the things I mentioned to them was that uh, there's a group out there called the Institute for the Future, and they project that by the year 2030, 80 percent of the jobs in the United States will be jobs that do not exist today. Now, that doesn't mean that they're new jobs that nobody's feeling. They are actual career paths that people will have a career in across their life that no one's going to school for today, no one's training for today, no one's in an office doing today. 80%. If, if they are grossly overestimating that and they're, and they're off by half and it's only 40%, that's still going to be the most radical economic change that we have ever experienced. And we've got a eight-year period of time here to try to prepare ourselves and our infrastructure, our economic infrastructure, our physical infrastructure, for a world in which everybody is connected, everything is connected, um, in which the economy is different, in which the workforce participates differently, in which the people that we train have different skills. You know, and that's coming in a in a decade long period of time. And so um, I see it as very much a sprint at this point to be prepared for that. You know, and then I go sit up in the Capitol during the legislative session and I hear what they're spending their time and energy on. And it just you know, it just drives me insane because I'm thinking to myself, you know, we are so we are so backward looking at a past that is gone and will never come again instead of looking right through the the windshield at what's ahead and um, and what's ahead is going to be great for us if we can harness, uh, you know, if we can harness the opportunity. My fear is that, uh, you know, all of our decision makers, kind of our ethos in Mississippi, haven't gotten to the point yet that they're that they're have their eyes open about what's coming. Uh, but, you know, that's why we continue to have these conversations. And again, it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. It's not going to ask for our permission. Well, I think that all the focus on leadership development in coastal Mississippi, the number of leaders that continue to hang in there over time, you know, we're passing down a, more of a sense of urgency than we did the generation before. I think we're, we're making a lot of progress. And, and I do think, <clears throat> specifically as it relates to elected officials in coastal Mississippi, you got a group of mayors that start starting to get this now. You have, um, I, 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 can, I can tell you the specific coastal, coastal delegation members that I have questions about, whether they are part of an element to protect their fiefdoms or maybe they're protecting the status quo. But I see another cadre of them that are really beginning to step it up. And I think, you know, what happens is that that metamorphosis, cultural change around the sense of urgency that you and I are talking about, it takes a lot of time. I think we've made a lot of progress. We've got a lot of progress to make because we really do need to be aligned around this. And hopefully we can continue. You know, I, I, I can't tell you, and you know this more than anything, I can't tell you how important a role Coastal, excuse me, the Coast Business Council plays in that conversation. I mean, it just plays such an important conversation and convincing leadership, both private sector and public sector leaders, that they got to be on board with some of this stuff. 
and and letting letting the innovation that's happening at Stennis and all all over the coast begin to sort of, sort of infiltrate our thinking and recognize that with the kind of technological developments that you're talking about, it's going to be there's going to be enormous opportunity for us from a new new economy economic point of view, or just in terms of uh, supporting entrepreneurs in the technology domain that can that that can become the next Elon Musk. And I'm not I'm not joking when I say that that there's the, there's those opportunities out there. But the business council plays a key role in that. You have played a key role in that. And uh, I look forward to, 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 you know, continuing to stay in touch with you. Hey, listen, remind people what you're going to do in this new world. Yeah, so I'm, I, you know, when I, we, we kind of, I kind of left a long runway for the business council. We discussed last year that I wanted to try to exit by the end of this year. And uh, my wife and I have been putting together a plan over the last couple of years, really kind of inspired during the pandemic um, to, you know, to, to go out and be entrepreneurs and really try to, to be a part of this new economy, to try to be on the, the leading edge of what's happening. So um, we have got some partners, some existing partners in Mississippi, and we've, uh, we're growing a multifaceted professional services and consulting firm, uh, really focused in on uh, doing the things that will bring these types of change to our communities. So whether it is economic development projects, uh, whether it's long-term disaster recovery type projects and initiatives, um, you know, or whether it's public finance, it's it's the ability to do, you know, to build the infrastructure that we're going to need. Um, you know, you think about what's about to happen nationwide here. Um, you know, the fact that we're about to see a complete overhaul of our transportation system to move away from the internal combustion engine to, uh, you know, electric, electric, electricity and then hydrogen fuel cells and all the things that are to come here. And so, you know, in, in many ways, it's going to rival what we saw like in the 1950s with, you know, with Eisenhower and the the 50s and 60s and the, you know, the interstate program across America. I mean, we're going to see incredible investments. And so, you know, what we're trying to do really is be on the leading edge of that uh, and to make sure that, you know, uh, the technical assistance for communities, for businesses, large and small, that need the assistance to be able to uh, to lasso this change and, and, uh, and then use it to innovate and to uh, change with it. Uh, we want to be a solution for that. So it's a uh, you know, we're doing a lot of things out there uh, and, and business has already been great, you know, just off the bat. Uh, but it's an exciting time and it's uh, it's something I'm very passionate about. So, you know, I'm, I'm right where I want to be right now. Well, you're a good thinker and uh, your partner in crime, she is um, she is an expert when it comes to grant writing and understanding that side of the business. Uh, I've, I, I know your your partners in the business in general, and they are the best in the dang business. I mean, I have never seen people as good as they are. But uh, actually, it's going to be it's going to be great to stay in touch with you. We're going to have you back. I mean, we'll have you back very periodically to discuss you know current events. I mean, like for example, I'd like to schedule a show now just to talk about Elon Musk and uh, and have that conversation. And then America's energy policy, which we need one. We need an energy policy instead of this. This pendulum swinging from one side to the next, but anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll take that up real soon. For a matter of fact, it's been a pleasure, and congratulations on great success to you, my friend. Ricky, many thanks to you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for all you do. I look forward to all the time we spend together, and look forward to the future. You bet, my friend. Hey, when we come back, we got Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.